Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. We're brought to you by, as always, great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him, take control of your dental health, 317-849-2933. Only been my dentist for the last 27 years. I know a couple of things about things, and I know this about dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill's a really good one. Trust him. Trust me. Uh, hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell, do all that stuff. Now let's talk about sports. Last night, I, I finally saw it, and I, I've had enough. I know it's April. It's a time for excitement about Indiana basketball. But last night, in a comment to one of these on YouTube, to a video of mine on YouTube from yesterday afternoon, a guy said, I see this as a potential Final Four team. We got to tap the brakes. Honest to God, we start talking about Final Four for Indiana. Look, Indiana hadn't gone to the tournament in the last five years. So consider this about newcomers to Indiana's program, all right? And I'm not trying to throw water on on the flames of enthusiasm. Reasonable enthusiasm is fine. But when we start talking about Final Fours and dominating the Big Ten, it's time to tap the brakes. And here are three really good reasons to tap the brakes. All right, Xavier Johnson... In his three years at Pitt, never a winning season. The aggregate record of his teams at Pitt, 40 and 48. Miller Kopp at Northwestern, never a winning season. The aggregate record for his teams, uh, 30 and 57. Okay, Parker Stewart, his teams, one year at Pitt, one year at Tennessee Martin, And last year, we're going to give him credit for playing for Indiana last year because he was with the Indiana program. He didn't play, but we're still going to give him credit for that season, despite the fact, like I said, that he didn't appear in a game. The aggregate for those teams, 29 and 59, he was 8 and 24 at Pitt. And by the way, that was the year before Xavier Johnson got there. Pitt hadn't been good in a long time. Send it in Jerome days. Jerome Lane isn't walking through that door, right? Um... At Tennessee Martin, Parker Stewart's team was 9-20. and 20, And at Pitt, 8-8-24, eight, eight and 24, like I said. At Indiana, 12-19. and 19. So the aggregate, 29-59. and 59. Yes, they have picked up some nice talent. However, these guys have never won in college basketball. Ever. None of them come from a winning program. Not even not a team that's not played in the NCAA tournament. They have not had a single winning record between them. Let's strip the Indiana year from Parker Stewart. That's eight seasons between Cop, Johnson, and Stewart. Zero winning seasons. So before we start talking about Final Fours, let's wait to see how these guys work harmoniously together and see if they can find a, and, and talk about a starting lineup, all right? Let, let's say this. This came in a comment, too. Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson. And then at the wing, you put Miller Cop out there. Or you can put Tamar Bates out there. And then in the backcourt, Stewart and Johnson. There are only two of those five guys who know each other at all. Know each other. They never played together other than Race Thompson and Trace Jackson Davis, and by the way, I don't think that's going to be the starting lineup. I think Christian Lander's got a chance to start for the team. So anyway, there you go. 
water, if that dampens your enthusiasm, I apologize for that. But what I want to make sure is that before we start kiting checks that are going to uh, buy our way into the final four, let's, you know, let's keep our, our minds on the consequences for that kind of enthusiasm. All right? That kind of enthusiasm is, is going to cost us a lot of heartache once we get to January and February. This is not a perfect team. This isn't a team that won 30 games last year and got to that far from the Final Four, and they're bringing everybody back. This is a team with a lot of flaws. All right, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Eight days away from us getting really, really excited about the NFL draft and then having this announcement. Oh, we have a trade. The Indianapolis Colts have traded back, blah, 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 dot, dot, dot. We know that that's going to happen, right? Because the Colts have two needs. They have left tackle and they have edge. You've got to plug those two holes in this draft. You absolutely have to. And you have to do it with top-end picks. You can't wait till the fourth round to do it. So they're going to trade back because the two left tackles that are worth taking prior to 21, Panay Sewell, and Rashawn Slater are going to be gone. Elijah Vera Tucker is likely to be gone. If he's still on the board, maybe you take him. But at that point, you're going to have perhaps a number of left tackles left in the draft. Uh, you've got Derisaw, you've got Eichenberg, certainly. Uh, Jenkins, uh, Cosme. You've got a lot of guys. And Walker Little is going to go later than that. Uh, you you got guys who are going to be on the board at 30 and beyond, who are going to be as good as any of the guys you could take at 21. At edge, oh my, you don't have a perfect edge rusher in this draft. You don't have a guy you want to trade up to get. So you've got guys you would trade back to get. You take a guy like Jalen Phillips. He was advised to retire from football three years ago when he was at UCLA. Advised to retire because of health. You want to spend 21 on him? How about uh, Jason Away from Penn State? No sacks last year. The guy's a physical monster. Couldn't get to the quarterback once in seven games for Penn State. How about Quiddy Pay? Quiddy Pay, great athleticism. However, not great productivity because he has a skinny toolbox. You've got Joe Tryon of Washington. Nobody's got Joe Tryon going as high as 21. You've got Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. Aziz, very, very skinny, very slight. You don't know whether he's an outside linebacker or an edge guy. Uh, you've got Basham out of Wake Forest. You get the idea. you got a lot of guys, and a lot of guys means you can trade back and still get one of those guys. Colts are going to trade back. There's no way they don't. And Chris Ballard's going to be right to trade back. Build, draft, bulk. What do you say? I like them picks. He does. He likes them picks, and he uses them well. So get a bunch of them. If you can walk to the table with a bunch of chips, walk to the table with a bunch of chips. If you can take a big chip and get a bunch of slightly smaller chips for the big chip, do it. This is what Chris Ballard has been really, really good at. If he's truly the best general manager in the NFL, he knows what to do at 21, and that's trade back and get multiple guys coming in. Uh, Pacers tonight against Oklahoma City. We're to the point now with the Pacers at 26 and, and 31. It, you know they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. 
they're the nine seed right now. They'd have to play into this play in this crazy playing scheme. And and what a uh, is there any point in that? Why not? Especially with Miles Turner and T.J. Warren out indefinitely. Why in the hell? I I mean, continue to compete, but is there any point in this? You know what? Uh, Miles Turner, he's got a big toe. He's the big toe. And you know what? He's not always going to be there to be the big toe. So Goga Batadza, and the name is Batadza. I asked Goga Batadza, how do you pronounce your last name? And he said Batadza. So I call him Goga Batadza. I continue to hear people in the media say Batadze. It is not Batadze. It's Batadze. I asked him. That's what he said. So why don't we pronounce his name correctly? Drives me nuts. Anyway, Batadze is going to have to step up and be that big toe if the Pacers are going to make the playoffs, which I kind of hope they don't do. Uh, The PGA Tour is talking a lot of idiocy. They're talking about paying appearance fees. They call them bonuses for top 10 players who show up and play in events because they're afraid that these guys are only going to show up and play in majors and some of the bigger uh, non-major events, which is as it should be. They want more people, more top 10 players to play more events, and so they're talking about paying this bonus structure based upon a complicated formula of Q rating and a bunch of other fame calculating uh, deals. The tour tried this a long time ago. It didn't work. It's not good. Look, the PGA Tour is a wonderful meritocracy, and that's the way it should stay. And if the PGA Tour gets into appearance fees, it's not going to be nearly as fun. Guys going out there and standing over a putt, which means the difference between you know, going home with a lot of cash and going home with no cash, that's the fun of the PGA Tour for me. These guys are playing high-stakes golf. If the stakes are lessened through appearance fees, I'm not going to enjoy it as much. I'll take naps. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, Trey Womack? Celebrating a birthday, speaking of golfers and speaking of radio board operators, professional radio uh, produced for years at WIBC by Trey Womack. Richard Suja, happy birthday, Greg Doyle, Jeff Miller, uh, Michael Jensen, veteran of the Great Camp Menominee, Eric Wilson, John Kephart, uh, Zachary Barnett, Daryl Yerusquin, happy birthday. It starts with a Y. Names that start with a Y and then you got a lot of consonants. Hard to pronounce. I'm going to say Eruskin, Daryl Eruskin, Mike Johnson, and David Schuster, the great David Schuster, Chicago radio legend. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. If you've listened to this point, you must hit like. You must hit subscribe. Let's go. Let's have a great Wednesday. The weather outside is awful. It snowed here. Two, three inches of snow. What the hell is going on? This isn't a weathercast. we got to stay in our lane and talk about sports. We'll do that this afternoon on Inside Indiana Sports now. All right? We'll do it then, but we call it now.